Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Yes, I am. Listen to the story. This story starts in New Mexico, and this podcast is after hours. Mm, I thought you were going to say also in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that would be interesting. You remember? Oh. My brother had the, he was obsessed with the New Mexico flag. Mm-hmm. And he has the New, he had the, does he still have it in his room? He had the New Mexico flag in his room. It was taken down, might have been by me when I had to take the terrible towel down too, because we painted in there. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we are doing the 2006 movie Little Miss Sunshine. As an as um, an homage to Alan Arkin, who I forgot, spoiler alert, dies halfway through. <laughs> but still, when we had him, priceless. A dysfunctional family. I mean, every member of that family all had issues. Yeah, but they seemed, they were so normal, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Show me a family that doesn't have every member of their family have issues. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <clears throat> a dysfunctional family undertakes a 700 mile journey in a junky VW bus. It wasn't that junky. Well, I mean, the well, oh. old. I mean, no. well, okay. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Four came up pretty easily. Um, but it was like it look wise, it looked cool. Yeah, and well, as cool as a VW bus can look. <laughs> I am going to finish this introduction <laughs> at this time to realize a little girl's dream of being in a beauty pageant. Particular. Little Miss Sunshine, it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival on January 20th, 2006. It was released limited to limited theaters on July 26, 2006, and then to wider uh, theaters in the United States on August 18th, 2006. It's directed by the directing team of Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, who also directed Ruby Sparks, Battle of the Sexes, and they also did a lot of music videos, such as Tonight Tonight for the Smashing Pumpkins. The screenplay is by Michael Arndt, who also wrote Toy Story 3, Star Wars, colon, The Force Awakens, and The Hunger Games, colon, Catching Fire. It's edited by Pamela Martin, who also did The Fighter, King Richard, and Slums of Beverly Hills. The music is by Michael Dana. Dana, who also did Moneyball, Life of Pi, and Where the Crawdads Sing. And also music is done by the Denver band Devotchka. The director of photography is Tim Schurstedt, who also did Office Space, The Wedding Singer, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Starring Greg Kinnear as Richard Hoover. He was in As Good As It Gets, You've Got Mail, and Sabrina. I knew him because I'm old enough that he was the first talk host of a show called Talk Soup, which was a cable show that took clips of all the outrageous talk show-ness and compiled it. Oh. 
Yeah, he was the first talk soup post. I did not realize that. Good mm-hmm. trivia. We have Steve Carell as Dr. Frank Ginsburg. He was in Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Asteroid City, and of course, he's probably most famous. Teeny. The Office. Mm-hmm. I can, he can, everything he does is just funny to me. I hope he doesn't get canceled in this podcast. I hope I nobody know. brings any bad news about him. I, I, not I don't from know me. any. Okay, thank I, God. I will tell you that he wasn't known when they when he got this part. Yeah. That's right. I was trying to remember. I didn't do the research to see what year. He looked very, like, thin well, and, like, not, I don't know. This movie had a very long, um, it took a long time to get made. Mm-hmm. So, like, Abigail Breslin, that we'll get to shortly, she was cast as a six-year-old for this. So it was like almost two years ago. Because when you look at his IM, Steve Carell's IMDb, you're like, but he had already done Anchorman and all of that. So I think he booked this and then those other movies came out. Because when he booked this, it mm. was like people only knew him as a correspondent on the comedy on... The Daily Show. The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and they didn't know if he could act and he wasn't mm-hmm. a big enough star and they wanted like a bigger star we that's more in tasty titties i have than the mm-hmm. name well, of that. He, i thought he was great Every yeah little, he does yes. so many little things that are just funny yes i mean this this whole cast is crazy oh, because yeah. a plus now we have tony collette who what hasn't she done oh my god did you watch her show the one about um, multiple United States personalities. Of yes, I loved that show. I, did, sure I it's missed very it. Very problematic, but nowadays. But oh, yeah. I loved it. I watched a few and something it's happened. It's a good one to binge watch. Yeah, I have yeah. to go back because she, she's, she's just one of those actresses that I'm like. There's so she pops up in so many things, but mm-hmm. her she can. She's just one of these actresses that she just they and they kept saying it over and over again how she disappears into roles. She can just make her face with her facial expressions look like a completely different person that you completely forget. And so then it was like hard for me. I, I kept fig- trying to figure out like what was she and what was she and yeah, then I just too. saw her. Um, so she'll probably know her from We Did the Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. She the was sixth in a sense. Yes, yeah, she was her mother. Mm-hmm. Muriel's wedding, which I've never seen, but that was like her her big breakthrough on the international because she's an Australian actress. Yeah, she's not American. Um, also the United States of Terra, and then it just came to me. I forget what it's called, but remember the documentary, The Staircase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. There was a show on HBO and it was dramatized and the guy that was in mm-hmm. King's Speech was the yeah the yeah. Peterson guy and Q. she played not no. Hefner. But no. go ahead. And you. Colin Firth. Yes. You're welcome. And she played the wife and she was just fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. She just popped up in all these things and you're just like, what? Then she, and there was something that we watched where she was investigating. She was a police officer or a detective and it was like a limited series and she was great in that. She's just fantastic. So this person, Riley Kingston, they compared her to Thelma Ritter. 
Interesting. And I thought that that was a very interesting because remember Thelma Ritter, she um is in Pillow Talk, Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, like, always the maid. Yeah, and she would just like have these wide, wise cracking things. And this is kind of it was interesting to think of if like Thelma Ritter had if people had recognized what she could do <clears> and put her in more diverse things. So exactly. I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. We have Paul Dano as Dwayne Hoover. This was my first time that I saw him. Because he too. went on to be, I was like, oh my gosh. He was in There Will Be Blood, um, tons of movies, The Batman most recently, and even most, most recently, The Fablemans. So he's just been in a ton of things. We have Abigail Breslin as Olive Hoover. Um, so I guess she was like... When this film came out, around ten years old, she's now twenty-seven. Yeah, which is just I, I know movie. it's crazy that this movie is so old. I know. Don't worry. It, well, I don't know how many young people listen to this, but that is the thing. Like, it, that's the, the 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 weird thing about getting old is then when you're just like, oh, two thousand six. That was so. <laughs> But when you're young, you don't when no like in two when I was in 2006, ten years ago would have been 1996, and I would have been 16. So 16 to 26, I was like, oh, that's a that's a big difference, you know. But as you get more years under your belt, then you're kind of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> 2006. Oh oh, because I remember that. Because you don't really like I can't tell you anything about 1982, you know. Like there's there's a whole chunk of your life when you're little that you just don't remember sometimes that's a very good thing yeah <laughs> a lot of times so she was in signs she was in zombie land mm. she was in Stillwater, and she was in the tv show scream queens so she's yes. been able to you know navigate that child star into adult actress thing Pretty, pretty interesting. And knock on wood, haven't seen her. I mean, I'm not on the internets that much, but haven't seen her in. Um, basically, I'm saying not a Lindsay Lohan type situation, if you know what I'm saying. Right. You know, seems like she has been able to navigate child stardom into working adult actor um, pretty decently in the public mm-hmm. eye. We have Alan Arkin as Edwin Hoover. He was in The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, and Wait Until Dark. Yeah. And he was in Catch-22, which, man, I love that book, Catch-22. And I like the movie, but the it, this is one of those things where the book is just so good because, man, the whole premise of Catch-22 makes me laugh, but they don't really capture it. And he was also in Argo. And we have Brian Cranston as Stan Grossman. What a surprise. I forgot he was in it. Nerd alert, Stan Grossman is also the name of the accountant in Fargo. And that was a little nod to Fargo from the writer. Uh, Brian Cranston was also in Trumbo, Argo. He was also in Asteroid City. But he's most famous for being in Malcolm in the Middle and Breaking Bad. And there was also... um, Hank was a cameo in this as the cop. And we have Paula Newsom as Linda. 
She was in Straight Talk, Superman No Way Home. But I was like, wait, why do I know this woman's face? I just, I, it was bothering me the whole movie. I'm like, why do I know Linda? What is this? Because Linda is Janice in Barry. Yes. Oh. Yes. I knew it as soon as I saw her. I, I, I couldn't place it. I was mm-hmm. just like, I know this woman's face. I know this woman. So those are the particulars. Okay. The movie starts with a close-up of Olive, a seven-year-old girl watching Miss America, which is reflected on her large glasses. We cut to Richard, the father, doing a TED-type talk about his nine steps to refuse to lose with an audience of 10 people. We meet Cheryl, the mother, picking up her brother from the hospital after a suicide attempt. He is sharing a room with selective mute Dwayne, who is not talking until he is accepted into the Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. Lastly, we meet Grandpa, who was kicked out of his retirement community due to heroin use. After many arguments, they agree to drive Olive to the Little Miss Sunshine pageant in Redondo Beach, California. Mm-hmm. What? could go wrong. I can't wait for a tasty titty that I found out. Okay, so um, I saw for people of color, the um, bereavement counselor. That was Linda. said Janice from Barry. And there were um, some people at the pageant. But when they were uh, going around home, did you see in the beginning any people of color? Been around home now. There was there. I put my color, my people of color tally at around ten, maybe ten or eleven. It was black people, and I saw some Asian people as the parents and contestants at the hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. It was a lot. So there was Linda, and then that. But the, yeah, not like yeah, pr- pretty Hawaii movie. Yeah, I think Linda was the only speaking role. Yeah. Of a person of color. And so I have no cast for this. Christine? I didn't get into it. I'm There's a lot, I'm sure, with the beauty pageant world. I'm um, sure. But I didn't prepare anything to talk about with it. Other than Miss America, Miss USA. That's yeah. all is cast. Well, I didn't... I didn't go into the histories and I just, you know, sometimes I just, I too just need a break from the unrelentingness of America. (laughs) So I just, I just kept the cast to the, to the film. So we have a a scholar of Proust, who's a French novelist and Dwayne is all obsessed. I think you could say with Nietzsche, Mm -hmm. a German philosopher. So that's, Very Western, um, a very Western European worldview. Yes. Right there. Um, Linda, she comes in and then she ends up having to get into that, tap into that uh, angry black woman trope, you know? And it's not, she's just doing her job. Exactly. Exactly. And And they push her. 
to have to get angry. And then, then it's like, look at the angry black woman and stuff. So yep. I was like, man, ain't that something? You get a woman of color, and I'm I'm happy that she gets to, to be in the movie. But then, of course, like the, they just push her, yeah. and then she has to snap on them. And then it's <laughs> every black woman walking around now has to... She wasn't a very good grief counselor, though. It, yeah, bereavement was. She needed some. She needed some um, soft skills work on <laughs> that one. The whole staff at that um, place did, not just her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's um, that's is uh, she's probably on production, you know. As uh, messed up as that is, you just think about that, and that's the United States. Healthcare system. She, the woman has to meet her numbers. I'm mm-hmm. sure. And she really, the actress, does it so well. Yeah, she's she... really good. Um, and then finally we have, you know, the scene where they've, you know, spoiler alert. This is on HBO Max. You can watch it. But you know, Edwin, he checks out, and they're on a mission, and they are not losers. So they have to, of course, steal his body. And put it into the back of the VW uh, bus. Which did those have ACs? Because they're in South, oh, the Southwest. Sure I'm sure theirs didn't work. I'm sure it didn't work yeah, anymore. I was just That's like, a really old vehicle. And that is a decomposing body. So I'm That's sure. That's what I was thinking yeah. too. That cotton sheet wasn't going to stop the stench. But uh, in 12 like, hours, it would have been fun. Like, you know, it was only a couple hours. Oh, but I don't know. I mean, remember, yeah, heat, and then there, there's the, you know, there's liquids, yeah. you know, there's fluids. Like, do you compose, like, you know, our bodies are alive, and then once the aliveness stops, then things start. Whew. So I was just like, oh, anyways, they have that in the back of their uh, vehicle, and the cop pulls them over because that horn, yeah. that did crack me up the horn so just imagine that's a black family mm-hmm. riding in that in that bus with a dead body in the back and a horn that won't stop honking a black family would not be riding in that bus this is true i mean honestly a black family would not be doing this entire movie i did do a recasting but honestly i was like i don't see this happening but, yeah so so then there's that. Okay, so then we take it a step further. Let's let's um suspend disbelief once again. So then okay. So then you have it. So the black family gets pulled over. And then if we're going in the, the course of the movie, how um Richard was like, Oh, don't go back there. Like, you know, and then he's like, Oh, you have probable cause. And the, when the cop wants the trunk open, I do not see the family getting off because the white cop likes the same porn. <laughs> no. like, I don't see that right. happening. The I cat, mean, like, it he, could happen. I'm not going to say it's a 0% chance because you're saying I got a chance. There's always a chance. Yeah. Um, it was rather obvious that was a body under that sheet. Yeah. And he just got so... He was just... Like, oh, you like these yeah. magazines? I like them too. That was like really weird. Um, yeah, yeah very misogynistic. It is. And then, just to point out the 
The worst case scenario for that family in that scene was that Richard gets arrested because yeah. he has a body and all of that. The worst case scenario for the black family in that scene is that Richard gets killed. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's and then just three bullets go in and probably kill the Dwayne. Probably hit Abigail. Well, yeah, because then Dwayne like sees the confrontation with the police officer, so he probably gets out of the car. Frank probably gets out of the car. Like, you know, everybody probably gets out of the car, and then the police officer fears for his life, and uh, just who knows. But that's and the just... only one who doesn't die is Frank, because he's the one who wanted to die. <laughs> mm. That's this is a whole. This is turning into a whole new movie. Yeah, <laughs> very dark. So though that was. That was my cast. Consider it, consider it my, my summer gift to you all. Because <laughs> <laughs> next week she'll be back strong. Okay, I so think she will be with. <laughs> we are two nerd alerts. I have one Ooh. about color blindness. Anybody else? I did too. I did a whole thing on color blindness too. I looked up. So this well, will be good. I will good. let you take it. Well, no, because I did a very condensed virgin. <laughs> a forty-year-old virgin. Virgin. They usually are very condensed. Let me <laughs> let me let me tighten up my my dentures oh. here. Um. Okay. So, why can't you be colorblind and fly? um oh good question good question i didn't i don't know well it's it for the military because he he specifically wanted to be a fighter pilot yes he did and then i asked poppy because i was like well wait a second now they've kind of it's more like flying drones can you be colorblind and fly drones and Poppy said, I don't think so. And my preliminary uh, basic research on the internet was still no. Like, especially for the Air Force, you're colorblind, no. For Army and Navy, there's a little bit of leeway, but it, but um, like with flying and stuff, it's still a no. But and civilian, it depends on, on which level of colorblindness you are. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Mom. And the reason is because on the control panels, buttons are different colors for different mm. things well don't you think they could change that uh they could. to be more accessible well but there's so the well because i went into like the science of color blindness of like what it is actually um but it's not just the colors on the it's so it's the colors on the the Okay, there's the lights on runways and stuff. So lights are white, green, red, yellow, and blue. And the lights are used to ID correct runways and taxiways. But then there's also the cockpit lights that on the control panels. Mm -hmm. There's also the charts for the flying materials and all of that kind of stuff. And those come in magenta, green, and blue shading as well. So when we get into colorblindness, you'll see why that's such a problem. Okay, the first type was monochromatism. Did you hear mm -hmm. that just spill off my tongue? Okay, these mm -hmm. the, I, I made this very simplified, like I'm teaching second graders this. Um, 
that, that is called complete colorblindness where you only see things in shades of gray, black and white, like a black oh. and white movie. And then the dichromatism, you're um, unable to see the reds and greens. You see everything in blues and yellows. So that's how uh, dogs see. Oh, really? Well, but there's also different types of dinochromatism because it has to do with. Okay, so for color blindness, the the human eye that just means that the colors are that you see different the colors differently than most people, and the human eye sees colors through wavelengths, the wavelengths of light that passes through the retina, and within the retina there are photoreceptors that are either rods or cones and the wavelengths pass through those receptors and it goes into the brain and the brain is like, okay, that's blue, that's green. So the rods are what is the sensitive wavelengths of light and that's responsible for night vision. So mm -hmm. at night, it's all about your, your mm -hmm. rods are working. The cones, that's, you have three in color, so the cones, there's three types. There's red, green, and blue. And each of those sort cones... Sort of like if you think of a, of a color wheel. Yes. Okay. But, but you have to think... So you're not thinking of a color wheel in terms of light. You're thinking of a color wheel in terms... Like, it's weird. I studied... Man, I spent eight, ten weeks studying color, and it's and that was just like the paint color, where you know your primary colors are red, yellow, and blue. But then when you go into colors like with video, it's a different color spectrum, and I, it might be kind of more similar to this. But anyways, and our brains, the main primary colors are red, green, and blue. So instead of yellow, it's green, which mm -hmm. I think is pretty interesting. So, and each of those are sensitive to a different pigments that respond to a specific point sensitivity of the wavelengths because it's all about wavelengths. That's mm -hmm. like the whole thing. So in color blindness, you either have one or more cones that fail to respond to the variations in different points of the wavelengths. So like you were saying with the monochromatism that you said way better than I did, that's when you have no cones or just one cone is available. So right. it's just your gray, black, and white. But like you were saying with the dichromagnism, that's when you have two cones available. So it depends on what two cones are available related to the missing one and usually that's what makes it hard to to tell because the green the red and the green those that's the most common and that's why what you in the movie what we saw was there was red hues with like a green letter or it was backwards and so if those, if there's something malfunctioning with one of those cones, it's hard to tell the difference. But if you just gave him a red piece of paper, he would be able to say that's red. And if you gave him like a green piece of paper, he would say that that's green. But it's when like the two, it's differentiating between the two, which is, it's just like, yo, humans and science, it's wild. It's wild how we even like figured all of this out. 
So then when you have all three, that's the, the next one. So that's why I was just saying it actually depends on which cone is the cone that right. is the, misfiring, like, as it were. Exactly. And not sending the correct message to the brain. Right. Or it's, it's like maybe damaged in some way. So it, it's not right. as firing as sharply. Right. And the third one was the anomalous trichromatism. <laughs> I think I did it rather well. Yeah, I didn't and even want to attempt it. The impairment is just in how vivid, uh, the the lack of how vivid the colors are. You can see colors, but they're a, they're a very muted color. Yeah, so all three of the cones have something going on with them. So it's a it's a thing of the hues and the saturation. So the hues would be <clears throat> less vibrant and less saturation and that kind of thing. And, and and we remember our dear friend Paul Newman was colorblind and he had wanted to be a pilot and couldn't be. Mm -hmm. and, and if Paul Newman couldn't do it, nobody can do it. Well, okay, okay. Yeah, that's easy, easy there. So males, it's not always genetically inherited. There can be other things that damage the cones and whatnot, but it is more common in males because mm -hmm. it is passed through the X chromosome. And mm -hmm. so for women to have colorblindness, both X both. chromosomes must carry the mutation. But since males only have one chromosome, if that oh. X chromosome has the colorblindness, then that's what they get. So that's why the military flying, it's a no-go. If you're a civilian, the FAA, they'll they have color tests. And if you're completely colorblind, then there's sometimes then you have other options to go through. Like you might do operational tests with the FAA to prove that you can perceive colors while flying. And in that case, maybe you might be limited to only daytime flying mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Cause it's, it's important to be able to, to tell, but like, yeah, for him in the movie. Yeah. That's that a, was, that was the end of his dream. Cause the, and the air force is the most strict on that. It's like, nope. Sorry. Okay. Um, other nerd alerts? Teeny? Nope, none for me. Well, this film came out. I went with the July 2006 date. And so in 2006, Russia temporarily cut nat natural gas shipments to the Ukraine. So just to kind of... Hmm. Tensions, tensions always been tight. I think we mentioned this because the queen came out in 2006 as well. And the Egyptian passenger ferry MS Al-Salam Boukoukiao. Oh, man, oh, I butchered we that. We are so sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, that sank in the Red Sea and it killed over a thousand people. Wow. A thousand people oh, wow. died. Yeah. And so since last week we had done the Poseidon adventure, I was kind of interested in well, what happened with this. So I went in a, a little bit further to see, well, what caused this to sink? So they said that no mayday had been heard, which is oh. the, the call that, you know, goes out like, hey, help us. The oh shit call. Yeah. And they said that poor weather hurt the search and rescue. Now, the, what caused this to go down? They said the cause was a buildup of seawater in the hull. 
because apparently there was a fire in the engine room. And Ooh. so to put out the fire, they had to bring in water. And due to design flaws in the Ooh. RO slash RO vessel, it the design flaws when there even when there's minor flooding on the deck, it can cause rapid momentum due to this scientific thing called the free surface effect, which is you can Google that and look it up. It's a sciencey physics thing, but it's basically like water in motion and how it's just a little bit of water, but then it can build momentum. And so it, that can basically, if like in this case, because of a, uh, because of a design flaw, it made it so that it was like, basically like what we did last week in the Poseidon adventure, except it was the title, like the momentum came from inside. It didn't get hit by an outside mm. wave. It was trying to put out this fire put a whole bunch of extra water where there shouldn't have been extra water and there was bad weather and they were sloshing about and it Whoa. creates a whole bunch of extra energy and boom, makes the ship tip over. And the captain had asked to return to port when there was the fire. But the ship's owners ordered him to Those continue. The ship's owners again! The ship's owners ordered him to continue knowing that there had been a fire. And wow. so the owners were jailed in 2009 after their original acquittal was overturned. And then also in 2006, um, Twitter was launched. So see ya. And then in 2023, Twitter died. <laughs> so uh, there you have it. The films that came out in 2006, the money making. Number five was Night at the Museum. Number four, oh. Casino Royale. Number three, Ice Age, colon, Meltdown. Number two, The Da Vinci Code. And mm. number one, Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. <laughs> the first one? Dead Man's Chest. I don't know which one Dead Man's Chest is. It's just funny how it's, I'm going to the Caribbean, but if it's, I'm going to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> it's Caribbean in some circumstances and caribbean in other circumstances just like you have aunts and you have aunts i have aunts and aunts yes the oscars best picture nominees the queen mm. little miss sunshine mm, oh. for them. letters to iwa jima babble oh i saw that it made me so sick um the herky-jerky camera I had to come home and go to bed, sleep it oh off. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, I was all all vertigoed up. And all vertigoed up. All vertigoed up. <laughs> you know what somebody said today? I was running with somebody. You know what? I forgot what she said. So keep going. <laughs> you got all vertigoed up. In in the brain, you got all vertigoed up. <laughs> Somebody write that down for year end. Some, somebody make a note of all vertigoed up for year end. Shit, there is something. God, okay. Well, I'll come to it, maybe. Well, the departed one best picture. Oh, that was a good movie. <laughs> it was about being sad. I wish I could remember. <laughs> 
So now we are to reheatables, negatives. Richard, I mean, come on with the nines. I do understand it was going to pull the family out of the hole, financial hole, but man. Did you, I wrote down the nine steps. Did you read the no, nine steps? No, what was it? So the nine, number one, leaving loserhood, colon, finding a new address in the winner take all world. <laughs> number two, aspiration, inspiration, perspiration. Oh, Lord. Number three, no hocus pocus, just focus. Oh, my God. <laughs> number four, say no to negheads. Number five, good enough is never good enough. Ain't that the truth? That's what my brain tells me all the time. Oh no, that's when you got to smack your brain down exactly. and be like, "Yo, shut the fuck up." My brain Jesus, is very happy wheel. And good enough. Yeah. Yeah. For what? For who? <laughs> my brain. I, I My brain starts going in that. I'm like, for what? For who? To the turn down for what? <laughs> Melody. <laughs> for what? For who? Okay. Um, number six, trust and be trusted. Number seven, think big, act big, be big, biggie big. <laughs> number eight, reject rejection. <laughs> that sounds like I, for uh, men, no. <laughs> yeah, no. right. <laughs> and number nine, refuse to lose. Well, refuse. To lose. Okay, there was there was a lot of arguing. I don't do well with arguing. <laughs> Leaving Olive at the wherever they were gas the station. gas station. Yeah. yeah, and they put Olive in a fat suit. She yeah, wore... she was in a padded suit. Oh, really? I could yep. tell the first time. I couldn't tell, but this time I could tell where it was. And beauty pageants. I mean, come on. Evolution, right? Haven't we moved on? I get I guess that they yeah, but they I get yes, I do think so. But there is some because I, I'm just hesitating because there are people who have been in beauty pageants who have talked about the positives of them. Like without a I beauty don't pageant. I think they're all bad, but yes. I think the little kids things are yes. terrible. Yes, they are. Like, without beauty pageants, we wouldn't have Vanessa L. Williams. We wouldn't have Halle Berry. Well, well we might. We but might. They have might to be purely based on beauty. Right. They might have gotten a break somewhere else because they have other talent. Well, but they're women of color, so well, that's would true. they have? Well, it should be a talent pageant. And yeah, remember the... Something different? The, um, the woman with the... Um, hearing, oh, I don't, auditory impairment. And that was the first where I was like, yeah. oh, she can dance from, I remember her. And that was such a great story because I learned a lot about um, deaf culture and stuff. And I was like, oh, snap, she can hear the vibrations and do dancing. So that was really cool. I think they've gotten better over the years with that kind of stuff. Definitely. But not but the children's ones. I remember right. it was like, remember, we would watch Miss America and you would make brownie caramel brownies and we would watch them and be very judgmental. It, we would get canceled very, today. Oh, we were so mean girls watching Miss we America. Were, we, I, I had no idea. I was just 
And it was so much fun. It was because I was n- I never wanted to be such things. Like you would always be like getting on a thing in a bathing suit. And I was like, they lost me at dresses. It's probably freezing <laughs> in there. I would be freezing in there again. For what? For who? <laughs> okay. Other negatives. Um, well, my first negative that I wrote is just kids. <laughs> I mean, your whole life is revolved around these kids. I don't even have kids. And I got stressed out unnecessarily so last week because talking to people and just thinking about how I wouldn't be able to even go to the gym if I had a kid. Because then how are you going to do that? You get up, you go to work, and then after work, you got to go get the kid and you got to come home and take them to make them dinner. I don't even have time to barely, by the time I get home on a normal night, it's 7 30. Right. And then I have to like, then I make dinner. Like, I don't even have time for myself. How are you supposed to have time for another person? You know what, Teeny? I thought the exact same thing. Mine was mine was broader into families, having a family that you're responsible for. I was like, oh my gosh. Um Ma, why are you looking like that? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm looking like that because I, sometimes you don't want to be responsible. And also I'm going, oh God, she's not going to take care of me. Okay. I'm going to take care of you, Ma. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. You and Poppy don't have to worry because you are fantastic parents and I got you. But like some people's like, <laughs> no, but y'all, y'all were solid to me. So I'm like, I respect Hats off, respect. I got you. But I was just like, damn. But also, like, you guys always made it known that you want, like, this was your choice and you decided that you wanted to do this and have a family. Right. Like, we, we, were, we were never uh, treated or felt as a burden. It was always like, no, this is what we chose to do. Like, so we're, we're doing this. Well, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there's things, that, um, of course, that you gave up that you would wish that you could do, and now you get to to See, do that them. Would, that would mean that I'm I not even talking about big dreams. I'm not talking about I don't have just goals. the day to day. I don't have I have goals. I don't have dreams. I don't live that kind of life. Just the day to day is what I'm worried yeah. about. And 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 if if you know that about yourself, then you're making the right choice because yeah. it is a. It becomes your your job. That's that was my primary job. My secondary job was teaching school. But if it could be my primary job, sure, great, bring it on. But that's not the life I live. Um, <laughs> telling what? kids to stay skinny. Thank yes. Um, that would have definitely been vanilla ice cream. So I was kind of weird that she brought out chocolate ice cream for the alamos. Yeah, yeah, I so that would have been vanilla ice also, cream. Also, it was ask. it was weird that she brought the ice cream out with the been on the waffles. Right, I know. But yeah, that that, that, was, that like... was a writer's thing where they needed to have that for the scene to unfold. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, sure. Could have been the same scene with what? And then with... beauty pageants, and then also driving across driving 700 miles i hate driving long distances now i used to love it i love driving i used to love driving 
And now I don't like driving long distances. Five hours is like you're, max. You're such a Brooklynite. Well, I don't mind driving around here. It's just like road trips. Like telling you something that sounds like one of the most miserable things. It's in like the top 10 things I never want to do that other people like to do. Road trip. Drive across the country. Nope. Never want to do it. Never wanted to do it. Never will do it. And luckily I married somebody who also has no interest in doing it. So exactly. I did it. And, he, and the, the man that you married did not accompany me on that no. trip. <laughs> I mean, like if I were moving across the country, sure. You make it. Oh, yeah. That's what I, yeah. that's why I did it. But yeah. Being like, oh, I think I'm going to go rent an RV and travel around. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. But. Because I have road trips in my good reheatables, and to me, like a road mm. trip is going like driving out to the beach. When you came to San Diego, driving down to San Diego, that was like so much fun. I think like those well, like kinds an of... hour or so, but like seven hundred well, miles seems really far. How much? How far is seven hundred miles? It's really far. I don't. You know what though? But <laughs> where I have... were they? New Mexico. They were in Albuquerque to Redondo Beach. Well, I tell this story because I remember every summer driving. I wasn't driving. I was a passenger from the DMV to Cincinnati, which was that an eight hour drive. And then more like 10. Oh, yeah. 10 straight shot. Mm -hmm. And then but but you know what? I'm a good car sleeper. So Poppy used to do it at night. Yeah, I just, so we yeah, were all knocked I mean, out. You know, as a kid, we would drive from North Carolina to New Jersey. Yeah. But, and I liked it then, but now I I used to like it. Now I hate it. Um, it's 12 hours and 16 minutes. Oh, wow. But okay. You got to be careful. Your route might, might be affected by a rabbit fire. Yeah. There's a rabbit well, fire? That's... It's rabbits on fire? I don't know. Well, because I drove from Albuquerque to, because I, I remember passing Albuquerque driving out to California. So, What's a rabbit fire? R-A-B-B-I-T? There's a rabbit fire. Is it the name of the fire? Is the rabbit fire? And that's what's burning now, or is it? Oh yeah, it's on the Jack Rabbit Trail. Okay. Yeah, then it's. Well, that's... they should really have thought about that name differently. Yeah, but that's what that's what because they'd be naming these fires for just random. Well, it's not random. They know, but. But wait, there is a 1951 film called Rabbit Fire. Of of course there is. What do, was that? It for your negative reheatables? Yes. I also have body shaming. I have, and this will be a hot take for maybe somebody here, because while I understand his argument in it, he had lived his life, and he decided now is the time to do it. My negative is snorting heroin. I just think that that's just a... There are other... You can get your kicks from other drugs. Ma? that I'm not snorting heroin. I just don't want a, you to escalate and be like, I need more bang for my buck. And look at this face. No. And now it's more dangerous. He was, Now he would be snorting fentanyl. So yeah. you, you can't, you can't, I'm telling you on wax right now, you can't be getting into harder stuff because it's different now. And there's, 
the, everything's laced with Every fentanyl. When I was doing the harder stuff, yes, I never did harder stuff. Who knows with you? I'm just saying I don't want you being in his. You know what? Alan Arkin's character made a great point. Let me start doing getting no. on that. No. What do they? Whatever they call heroin, something horse. The oh, sweet horse, right? Yeah. Horse. Let me let me ride that sweet sweet horse or whatever. I don't know. I don't know these drug terms like you do. I'm just saying this will not be tolerated. Uh, I'm saying like if you have a pill form of a narcotic, say no. There's, no, listen to me. There's a there's a definite amount you're getting, but when you're snorting it, you you don't know how much you're getting. Well, is my point. My point is, in the, the pills, that's why people are getting jacked now, is because they think that, and it's laced with fentanyl, and people are getting jacked, because they think, they're like, oh, this pill is oxy-whatever, and they're taking it, and it's laced with fentanyl. Just, people have the machines to make pills. Like, all that is, is they put the stuff in, and they, like, pat it in and make a pill. Like it's, There's a little homemade machine to make yes! pills? Yes, you can make your own pills. All right, your birthday is in six months. <laughs> Teeny, where, you're supposed to be backing me up. Hey, I know she'll share with me. Unbelievable. <laughs> my girl, there's my girl. Look at, you know what? This is all in jest, people. I do not do drugs. <laughs> okay. She does not do heroin. We'll put that out there. Do. Doesn't do the opioid. I have never done. I've been in very close proximity with it, and I have never done it. Never had a need to do it. I, I did one time, and Elizabeth Taylor came to me and told me that this was my one and only time, and I, 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 I took that. I was like, ah, I understand, Elizabeth. When you when you snorted heroin. I didn't snort heroin, no. Oh, okay, okay. I took a pill, and then I found out later that this person was addicted to heroin, and so I was like, oh, this is, it was probably a pill in the, um, you know, the opioid, feel no right. pain kind of family, and I was like, okay, well, you had, <laughs> you had the, the one time, you know, everybody's always chasing that first time. You had the first time. Elizabeth Taylor came to you. Michael Jackson was over her shoulder, and I was like, I'm done. And I tapped out, and I was good like, for good you. riddance. Oh, Outstanding. Out. Elizabeth Taylor will always be my, I guess, my, like, spirit animal or whatever, my fairy godmother or whatever, because she, she set me on the, yeah, uh, wherever I see her, I'm like, that woman saved my life. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor saved my life. Oh, well, that was trying to be a DJ saved my life tonight, but that didn't come out at all. Funny how it sounds right in your brain. And I know. Okay, I'm what, sorry I, I interrupted again. Um, okay. This one is we're getting into the woo-woo, Aaron's woo-woo corner. Mm-hmm. But identifying too much with forms. Frank, he was completely identified with being the most prominent Proust scholar and this love <laughs> of this graduate student. And it, it when that was taken away, made him want to check out the game. Mm-hmm. Dwayne, he was completely obsessed with Nietzsche and wanting to be a fighter pilot that he took a vow of silence. And when that was taken away from him, I mean, Dick's whole thing about being a winner. One of the greatest winner. breakdowns on film ever. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That made me, that made me tear up. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, Frank, couldn't you have picked a better time to tell him? Well, here's my thing. And I don't know if this is part of, well, you grew up in a military household and stuff, but on my bad reheatables is Dwayne's eye doctor. Cause at some point the kid had to go to an eye doctor and maybe not. I've never went to an eye doctor as a child. Oh. Not once ever. Like I did the eye check where they right, like, it's cool. you know, at the regular doctor. Right. Never went to an eye doctor. I get. I don't. I guess. But he. If he has twenty twenty vision. He wouldn't have been to an eye doctor, and it said he had twenty twenty vision. Oh, okay. I just know, and maybe it was because mm-hmm. my grandfather was a pilot, and. Growing up in a military household, I knew that you had to have good eyesight and you had to be able to see all the colors. And well, coming from a non-military household, <laughs> never thought once about it. Never heard a single thing about requirements or being colorblind. Mm-hmm. I did, and you know what? Being it's like funny when you hear that as a kid that being colorblind it seems like the worst thing in the world. But I love a lot of people who are colorblind now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. you just have to tell them what color something is when you go shopping. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Or is it even, that gets me into the whole even, like, but it's all like wavelengths, even anyways. Because woo-y. remember that thing, okay, Aaron won't, but on Facebook, where is it a gold and white dress or is it a black and blue dress? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all perception. That's an optical illusion. But everything is an optical illusion. I know. That's the wild thing. But if most of the people see it one way, then it's right. I know. <laughs> that's the that's the, the most wild oh, thing. Yeah, I know. And he was There's doing- this thing about there's this filter. So when I said dogs, I think can mostly see greens and yellows or blues and yellows or something like that. Blues and yellows, maybe. And so there's this filter on like that was going around recently. Here's my TikTok corner. Yes. Um, oh, I have that. I have that listed. No, oh, I'm sorry. It. Should I wait? <laughs> no. Yes. Proceed. Hold your TikTok corner because oh, I oh, have okay. you coming up in the in the idea. All right. Let me just write it down so I don't forget. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> well, those were my negative reheatables. Okay, Tini, have you done your negatives? Yep. She's writing it down. I know, I know, I know. So we're going to positive reheatables. And when when they're sitting in that van that you know was hotter than hell and they're on a road trip in a horrible car, you never had to make that road trip in a horrible car. No. I, oh, I, man. I, one time I remember we borrowed my grandfather's car because he had a minivan because one year we brought the dog to the beach. And... I thought that was the coolest thing in the world because then you could sit, choose different places to sit. And I hate it when one of my brothers looked out my window. You better <laughs> not look out my window. And I remember driving and then I think there was one time like we had both of my brothers. I'm sure Timothy was sitting in the middle seat. You better not look out my window. You look straight ahead or you could look at Alex's window. Do not even think about mine. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Poor, poor guy, man. And then there was one time where, uh, do you remember Rafi? Yes. Singer? Yes. 
And my, oh, I had a favorite Raffi tape. And there was that song, There Was an Old Lady of Skin and Bones. You remember that song? Uh-oh. There was an old woman of skin and bones. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Who's Raffi? Raffi is a very popular children's singer. Oh, these. did you know that because of first grade? Huh? I knew it. Because, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he was just possible. Oh, you knew it because of first grade. Yeah. And then you could get tapes with your name. So, yeah. and there was, and so you could get the tape and there is a song and it would say, this is a song about Christine. Um, but anyway, I mean, we had to listen to Raffi the entire road trip. Oh God, that was painful. 13 yeah. hours. Oh, you know who, painful. you know who would not have let that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Poppy. Well, I'm sure Tim didn't let it happen. I'm sure something happened where it changed. But in my memory, I remember begging for that. And maybe why I don't like road trips now is because my mom spoiled them. Spoiled me during a road trip because it, because we were so annoying. So when we would start to get annoying, because like this was before you had social media, like phone technology, right? You're just like in a car. So when we would start to get annoying, which is, this is like the worst thing you could do probably if, if we exactly. were dogs. We start to get annoying, we'd get a car treat. Yep. Cause yeah. she, was, she, she was breaking up the argument. Now she'd she be like rewarding your bad behavior. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Were, Ma, were we annoying as little as kids in the? Oh, I can tell you one person who I'm sure was. Really and annoying in the car? Well, I mean, as a little kid. Do you remember him with Popo Gijo? I, I don't know where it was Popo G- but he but he was older, and that was like to the beach. I'm trying to like on our trips, on the big trips, like when we would go to Ohio and no, stuff. I don't really. You guys were like Pavlov's dogs, just like me. Like, as soon as you got in the car, you guys fell asleep. We fell asleep, yeah. For and I remember. Hours? Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't remember arguing with him. I don't remember anything. We I didn't don't... argue. We would just be like when we were like, "Are we there yet?" Yeah. I mean, he would ask, a, like, but that was his MO anyway, was asking questions. He would ask a whole bunch of questions anyway. Yeah, and you know but who wanted you to each had seats. You weren't sharing a... Well, we, like, okay, before we got, it was really a van, but my dad called it the truck. Before we got the truck, we still had our separate seats, and there was just the two of us. So I don't remember us ever like fighting, like oh, like we had our side. We had a window, yeah. Yeah, and we both had yeah. our own little like. Things might have been different. If things you had that somebody we to look out your window. Wanted. Yeah, that's true. But then I remember when you were getting the. I just threw it out as a lark, as a Hail Mary, because you're like, oh, what do you guys want? And I was like, Captain Seats, can we get? I didn't know that they were called Captain Seats. I was just like. You know, in that middle row, can we have the individual seats? And I, oh, like, yeah. I really wanted that. And when we got that, that was it for me. I was so happy. Oh, my gosh. I have my own little seat. Mm-hmm. And I could, like, and I know my brother was happy because he was Mr. Recline and, and mm-hmm. all of that. So we were just, like, put it, tell us where to go. And also, you know, like, we had been trained by Poppy that, you know, you don't, don't get annoying. Don't make noise stop that yeah. noise we were I trained mean, by stop that noise so. you know we were i think we weren't bad we weren't that bad it it just it's 13 hours in a car with a kid but yes. we got a, you know i got a car treat mm-hmm. so and they were nothing anything 
big. It's like, here's a sticker book to play with. Right. Yeah. Right. I just always remember loving it. And it was just an adventure and we would get to get McDonald's. Yeah. And... Cause, cause... Well, you know, welcome to my life. McDonald's is closed anytime you want to go. So you didn't oh. get to get McDonald's. Oh. I don't know. So, yeah. Brother... Anyway, remember that when we're riding to dinner in the car. This, um, <laughs> when during the beach trip. Just I'm gonna start make fighting. sure you're not looking out my window. I know I had oh. no idea. Are aren't you oh. usually in the middle, Teeny? Well, y'all better look left or right Jeez. and not straight ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. I can't look straight ahead. Okay, so my first right positive <laughs> is I had no idea. I'm gonna have to write this down. Sister-in-law rules. <laughs> <laughs> She's finally able to speak up. Uh, grandpa's pep talk, you know, oh, when he, yeah, that mm -hmm. was so sweet because he was so down in the dumps and yeah. So how does grandpa thank him? He goes up and does an overdose. Um, Frank's running his arm. Oh my God. That was hilarious. Yes. And Redondo beach. Oh, if a tasty titty. Some Redondo Beach. I have been, I, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Okay, those were mine. Teeny? Mine, Grimace. We already talked about the Grimace. It's shape. done. Yeah, well, it's done. Did you see now that Grimace is being declared a queer icon? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, I missed that news break. <laughs> But the cups that they were drinking out of in the beginning, the like McDonald's cup. Yes, 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 yes. We actually were walking by somebody having like a yard sale the other day and they had those exact same cups. I remember those. I remember those, but we didn't have them because Ma was like, Ma put her snob foot down with when I, it came I to that. I was a little snobbish. Yeah, she was stuff. like, no. Sufjan Stevens. Yes, that just so reminded me of, actually, but I laughed because I'm like, this is, this is about come. This is about Illinois. We're in the Southwest. I know. I thought that the two. I was like, are we in Illinois? But yeah, still a great album. Volkswagen buses. I do like that one. Was a piece of s, but I do like them. I love and I love Volkswagens. I always wanted one of Volkswagen, any any kind. But my dad said they'd be too expensive to repair. Ah, that was, had to that get was a good too. American car. Ooh. Um, so you got a Mazda. <laughs> Well, I had a must. I had a full. I had a Mustang. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Found on road dead. <laughs> so that's the what they call they deride the oh. Ford. Found on road dead. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and then Sundance Festival films because I feel like this is one of the first. Bill, like first movies that was like, ooh, it was originally Sundance that I remember being like, oh, mm. and that they're just always better. Man, so it's funny because that you say that because this is one of kind of the tail end for me because get it, when I got into Sundance, it was you know like Tarantino and mm. Sex Lies and Videotape, and it was like mm -hmm. the you know the '90s of Sundance. So then when we get into the, like, the tasty titties. But yeah, this was like Sundance was, and it still is. But yeah, I that's such a great reheatable because yeah, Sundance, everyone's, sometimes there'll be the Sundance thing and like Happy Texas. Did anybody see that? Know that? Because that was a Sundance film that me 
like sometimes that happens where a uh, film right. will come out of Sundance and it gets a huge bidding war on the distribution rights and stuff, and then it completely tanks. And then this is this is one of the biggest, I probably Sundance success stories. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, I could I should have written more because it's such a great fun movie to watch, but. Oh, I do know. I'm sorry, I didn't write this down. Um, that I guess is well. I'll just yeah. The uh, teeny my thoughts. Oh my god. Oh, the breakdown, the mental, the mm-hmm. the realization of Dwayne realizing oh, yeah. that he. I well, this just it made me. It made me tear up. And then the dance scene, and the, like when they're all dancing on the stage. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I the the grandpa got me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's, it's like real, Alan. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. Well, we're to Aaron's good reheated books. Okay. The chicken that she brought home that was Dinah's fried chicken, and I've had Dinah's fried chicken. As in dinosaur? I don't think it's dinosaur. I don't know. I know that there's a dinos, like there's a couple of them, and I had it. And I will have to say that it's okay. Like it was okay, but it's it's a drive, and it wasn't that great that I'm like, oh, I gotta drive out and get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like there are places that are just as good, if not better to me, than Dinah's fried chicken that's closer to me. So it was that kind of thing. But when I was like, oh, my gosh. And that's something that was different from when I saw this originally. Seeing it oh, now, I recognize. Right. I'm like, Duh, Dinah's. Excellent. Um, Dwayne spitting the straw wrapper at his dad after his dad tried to tell Olive that she couldn't eat the ice cream. I love that. Yes. What a dick. Everybody was sitting around the table looking at him like. Everybody. Like yeah. Even the grandpa was yeah. like, fuck you, buddy. Man, all the problems with the van, especially that the van horn. When the van horn. Oh, my God. And then my final one is road trips. But, you know. <laughs> well, you're lucky you have good memories of road trips. I have fantastic memories of road trips, so. Because we were going to such fun places. I, you know what? They were they were fun to me. Good. I'm glad I had you remember. A, I it got that to way. see. I got to visit my grandparents, and I I mean my well, my grandmas. <laughs> what am I saying? I got to visit my grandmas. <laughs> you, you you got to spend some time with with a couple of your grandpas. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Also, a good reheatable is grandpas. There you go. Oh, he was such a good grandpa to her. Mm-hmm. But wait, he was Steve, uh, Greg Kinnear's father. Mm-hmm. So he was not the grandfather of Dwayne. No, but he was had been in Dwayne's life probably. Yes. yes. I feel like yes. he had more in common with Dwayne than he did with his. He probably liked Dwayne more than he liked his own kid. Yeah, he definitely didn't like this whole nine-step program. That is also another thing about kids is what happens if you like legitimately don't like your kid, like but they're your kid. It it has been known to happen. To yeah. Other people. I mean, yeah. 
I feel really like suck. you, like you're Meryl Streep over here. If you're if you're faking it, but I feel like like you genuinely like us. So, but can you imagine if your kid is just a dick and you're just like, God damn it. Well, now there is that, and a lot of that is raising the child. But as I've told your puppy numerous times, we're fortunate because you just don't know when. A dick is gonna slip. Out. Exactly. <laughs> like it's it's a whole personality and all exactly. of that. Exactly. You know? It's like I mean on a different level, but you can you know, with pets and stuff, and you know, like sometimes oh, yeah. you get a, a dog that's like yeah. Jesus yeah, Dr. Mike gotta go. <laughs> we are to a new segment, listeners, called Teenies TikTok Corner. Is she ready? <laughs> I'm vamping for her. Oh, Oh, that was great. Okay. So there's this filter on TikTok that became popular, and it's the dog vision TikTok filter. And there is I'm pulling up the article, but so some dogs and humans do not see um, everything the same. They see things the the way that colors I think it's like brighter colors that they see better. Okay, dogs have a different color perception compared to humans due to variations in their visual systems. Like you said earlier, humans have typically have trichromatic vision, meaning we have three types of color receptors or cones in our eyes, red, green, and blue, that allow us to perceive a broad spectrum of colors. Who knew you were going to learn so much about vision on this podcast? Mm -hmm. In contrast, dogs have dichromatic vision, which means they have two types of cones, blue, violet, and yellow. This dichromatic vision allows their ability to distinguish between certain colors, especially in the red and green part of the spectrum. It is more accurate to say that dogs have a different color palette compared to humans rather than primarily seeing blue and yellow. That's a good way of putting it. They have a different color palette. Mm-hmm. So um, this, you know, this says, while the TikTok filter may be entertaining, it should not be considered a scientifically precise representation of dog vision. <laughs> but, you know, as you've, as I've said before on here, TikTok's always right. When I see it, when I watch it, my TikTok's right because of my algorithm. Exactly. Yours, you is only prob- the right one. yours is probably wrong. Your algorithm could be full of. I don't. I don't have one. Mine is right because it's teenies. She sends me TikToks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, That's the only way I get TikToks. So dogs feel the vision. Dogs rely on their vision to navigate the world around them, but their ability to perceive objects and distinguish fine details differ from that of humans. Hmm. So they have excellent motion detection capabilities. They can quickly spot and track moving objects. Mm -hmm. However, the visual acuity, which refers to their ability to see details, is not as sharp as that of humans. Humans have higher concentration of cones, specialized cells responsible for detailed visions, and dogs have larger numbers of rods, which are more sensitive to motion and low light conditions. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The night vision. That while dogs might excel at detecting movement, their ability to discern finer details is somewhat diminished. They also have a wider field of view. Humans can see approximately 180 degrees, and dogs can perceive a broader range of 200 to 270 degrees, depending on the breed. 
Oh, wow. So they have a more panoramic perspective of their environment. Because their eyes are usually further on the sides of their heads, aren't they? I mean, look at Max one eye. Yeah, that could be why. Well, yeah. Um, so he probably has 180 vision. Yeah. <laughs> so due to their dichromatic vision, dogs have difficulty differentiating between certain colors, particularly in the red and green part of the spectrum. Interesting. Shades of red, orange, and green may appear similar to dogs often blending into a yellowish yellowish or brownish hue. Um, This color limitation is due to the absence in the specific red and green cones found in the human eye. So he has, that's what um, Dwayne has. Yeah. He can see like dogs Mm -hmm. in that respect. But dogs have a heightened sensitivity to blue and yellow tones. They're more adept at distinguishing shades and variations in these colors. Um, Their sensitivity is believed to be a result of their evolutionary adaptation of distances of wolves who primarily lived in blue and yellow environments, such as grasslands. So interesting. That's kind of how they made the filter, I think, based on like a lot of those things. Oh, cool. And it was like, you know, now all these things are like, if you want your dog to have like, feel comfortable in your home to have more blue and yellow toned things or whatever, so you can see the details. But I don't know how I got so here. So you want but, a Drexel house. Hmm. Interesting. Um, this girl insane? posted this video of her dog and it was, a, I was wondering why my puppy loved the movie 101 Dalmatians. So I turned on the dog vision filter to see why. And like everything is like how they would see it. It's, oh. you know, it's TikTok. But I know. Can you send one of those dog filter TikToks so it can see? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. So when the dogs come in here, they just see brown on the floor, probably. No, but like, yeah, our... there's a lot of yellow. Look, you're the, no, in the a red, yellow room. But, but the red carpets, I'm saying, are probably. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just poop on them because they're dirt, right? <laughs> um, and then. Oh, it just came when... through. The other, um, now that we're on TikTok corner. Yes. Mm-hmm. You reminded me of, there's this girl that has her whole account. It's called the girl with the list. And she, it'll, she'll like repost videos of people doing things like, um, Like people will do make a TikTok to be like, uh, oh, nobody talks about this when you have a baby or this or like this terror that could happen or whatever. Like we're talking about how terrible having kids could be or like if they like try to kill you or something. And she just has a list <laughs> of like, she'll watch the video and then you can like duet it. And it's just her scrolling down to the very bottom of her list. There's like over 200 things. I'll have to send you some of those. Um, but yeah, you're welcome. That's Teeny's TikTok corner. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <clears throat> we're not a quotables. There were lots, but I, I wrote down three. I still got Nazi bullets in my ass. <laughs> I mean, come on. Couldn't that be an excuse for everything? Yeah. I still got Nazi bullets in my ass. Sarcasm is the refuge of losers. 
Oh, ma, I don't worry. I got something for you and LVP. Woohoo. Everybody just pretend to be normal. <laughs> <laughs> How many times I have said that? I don't remember you ever saying that. I feel not like to it was you. Just, <laughs> yeah. That ship has sailed. <laughs> Back in my college days, everybody just pretend. Oh, when you're, yeah, when you're going to get the moonshine, everybody <laughs> be cool. Um, I have, you know what? Fuck beauty contests. Life is one fucking beauty contest after another. You know, school and college and work. Fuck that. Fuck the Air Force. Uh, academy. I'll fly if I want to fly. You do what you love and fuck the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well said, Dwayne. Um, I like a woman with meat on her bones. <laughs> Do you know what a loser is? A real loser is someone who's so afraid of not winning that they don't even try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I'll be playing Scrabble with these two. <laughs> and yeah. I got it out and I do have all the letters. Great. Um, when Uncle Frank came over and Olive was like, hi, Uncle Frank. And he said, oh, hey, Olive. Wow, you're getting big. Almost like a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But you're you're a take on children, isn't it? Not quite there yet. No. No. Um and then when it, he had the cop incident and she was like, What happened? He said, I'll tell you when I regain consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like this is my dad's quote, maybe. Well, except for the inspirational part at the end. But there's two kinds of people in the world. There's winners and there's losers. You know what the difference is? Winners don't give up. I feel like I've talked about that before. You My- did this last week with Shelly Winters. And many times. Yeah. In the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. yeah. You know, not every everybody is not a winner. Exactly, yeah. Tim. But then, but he, he also call said it, everybody's a winner. What? He doesn't, he's like, not everybody's a winner, but that doesn't mean that everybody else is a loser. Right. It's like, not everybody can win. But But not everybody's going to be a doctor or an astronaut. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Not everybody's going to be in the Bush family. Sorry. It's a very limited group. Hey, we are an exclusive. You you thought that American Express Black was exclusive? (laughs) (laughs) I have, what's that? Chicken. Every night it's the fucking chicken. <laughs> Holy God almighty, is it possible just once we could get something to eat for dinner around here that's not the goddamn fucking chicken? Oh, the number of times I wish I had been able to say that. Oh, I listened Love to the Tony line. Kornheiser podcast, The Cheesery, and um, sometimes they'll play that in the outro. It, it always cracks me up. He has another one that I'm like, man, he had, you know, he had a lot of good points. He was like, you're jailbait, they're jailbait. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> and when they were at the diner and she was like, anything under $4. So then I had to do the math. 2006, $4 today, that's $6.05. Find Ooh, something for $6.05 men- $6. on a menu today? I got a Snickers bar, $2, and it wasn't a king-size bar either. It was Damn. a regular, well, you, in my day, I mean, it made me feel 
ancient. And my day was 50 cents. You cannot eat less than 20 bucks. I know. That's that's what, you know what? I got a salad and a salad and a Diet Coke. 1975. Mm. Mm. So I only eat out one time a week. Yeah, that's why I be. It's a fine salad, but it's like, you know, well, yeah. 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 Come on. But yeah, some people, sometimes you don't have time to make your lunch in the you morning. You can't. I know. I, I understand. This is one of these. But you know what? The, the flip side to that, well, sorry, Teeny, because in this case, I don't mean to. I was going to say that when, when you work from home, then you have to, you know, I luckily right now I'm in the mind frame of when I'm working, the AC's not going on because no, uh-uh. So when I used to work in an office, you would go to the office when it was hot and, you know, you had the AC. But now I'm working at home. I'm like, no, I don't want to turn the AC on while I'm working. But then somebody sends some uh, TikToks about the French talking about, look at this great commercial about the World Cup. And then people get super irrationally heated about it. <laughs> and I had to turn the AC on during work hours because I got super heated about it. But... And I say that because, you know, some, but then sometimes you could be at work. I've been at work and the air conditioning goes out and then it's miserable. So yeah, sometimes. It's- yeah. Teeny went through that this week. So, some, you know, because I was going to say like for lunch, I just have half a can of, uh, you know, tuna or half a can of salmon. Like I got my lunch down of what I can do, but I'm in that sort of situation, but it's a balance. Everything is yin and yang. I'm also like, you know, getting, you know, the air conditions a thing. So anyway, that was it. Moving on. Um, oh, and then we already did it. Because my last quote was the real losers. Or, and Teeny already did it. That was great. So uh, we are to LVP. <clears throat> my LVP was going to be Richard, but he pulled himself together. Oh, wow. So I am for beauty pageants for young children. Yeah, Uh, that, let me just finish with my notes Sexualization of young girls. Yeah, it's... It's so bad. The makeup, the wigs. Those girls were wearing wigs. And when I was doing research for this, they said that because the other beauty pageant girls in this, the extras, they were real beauty pageant contestants. And those were the, their routines and stuff. And one of the moms was like, oh, well, it, it isn't really how they make it out to be with the tanning and all that. But I'm like, excuse yes, me? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, we all, not we all, but come on, John Benet Ramsey, like, come yeah. on. Like, we That's, know enough to know. I brought everybody's attention. Yeah. Any makeup, any makeup, I don't know. Uh, and it's hard. It's not like. I guess like makeup on a kid isn't a problem like when you're not doing it because like a lot of people do it like that's it's a hobby but the going out in a bathing suit and strutting around in front of adults that's bad yeah that was also and, my and I feel like makeup for little kids is I mean that little is just sexualization I, they don't need yeah that that little, look how yeah. adorable abigail breslin was i know yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. But then it's... But then what happens if the kid, like the little kid really wants that and then you have to... Because then I it think would there be should the be opposite. different roles. I think they should regulate them different. I think there's I a agree. way to do pageants yeah. without calling them beauty pageants. I think you can still call them a pageant, but I think that they should have rules about no tanning or no over, you know, I don't know. I think there's exactly. a way to do it. You know what? But then that's going to get interesting with cast because then the, you know, the little the little brown girls who who are closer in proximity to whiteness but have that bit of a tan that is like oh that's an idealized kind of thing well good they can have their moment maybe yeah but then if it's a little like darker skinned black girl then it's you know because it's i don't know either way i just don't think it's good it's it's just all very yeah that's my lvp so it's time for my LVP. My LVP, Ma. Well, you didn't go in on him, but mine is Dick. For the ice cream scene alone, he was the LVP mm-hmm. for me. Then yeah. he did what your quote was, sarcasm is the refuge of losers. To which I went on the old Googles and found an article by Brianna Johnson, researchers find three reasons sarcastic people are more intelligent. Thank you. I and have been I waiting my whole life this. for this. I say this because I was raised, and it has gotten me in trouble with a few people in my later years. But my mother, I was raised by sarcasm, mm-hmm. and this is a this is a late. Again, it, Mother's Day is 365 days a year kind of thing. Because I salute you, Ma, for this. Here we go. Reason number one, sarcastic people are more intelligent. They have to think harder. It requires more thought. This is why others do not always realize we are being sarcastic right Exactly. Away. Exactly. They must think a bit deeper into the subject in order to realize our true intent show a deeper understanding of what's happening yes ma'am this is science and look i got it from here but you can run your googles and you're gonna get it from scientific america you're gonna get it from all these places did i get this from life hack sure but there's also bona fides (laughs) behind it because this simplified it down for me so more intelligent more carries a lot of weight in this sentence number two recognize more possibilities researchers mm-hmm. at harvard harvard columbia harvard and, and columbia mm-hmm, found that those on the giving and receiving this is mm-hmm. where this comes into play right here ma the giving and receiving end of sarcasm, sarcastic comments were able to perform up to three times better on creativity tests. Uh-huh. Mm. Simply being exposed to sarcasm showed a surprising benefit. 75% of those exposed to sarcastic content figured out a tricky creative task compared to just 25% of those exposed to sincere content. I am mm. who I am because of because sarcasm. Of <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. All my creativity, Ma, is just owed to you. <laughs> Number three, they can think abstractly. 
What truly links sarcasm to intelligence is that it opens the doors for abstract thinking, Mm. which has long been linked to higher intelligence. After all, it is only abstract thinking that significantly separates humans from animals. Ooh. Wow, Ma. Thank you. That requires a slow clap, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Look at all of those times where all of your sarcastic answers when we were little kids, it just made me have to think harder, recognize more possibilities, and think abstractly. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, they, I, I wish other people, I just bring them back into my life so I can just point and be like, look what I was trying to do. It's the giving and receiving. I was trying to make you smarter. Exactly. You didn't understand it. You just got mad at me saying you didn't like my, why that tone of voice? It's not my tone of voice. It's my sarcasm. You're just going by the tone. You're not going by what I'm saying. MVPs, I have Olive. Because Olive, wasn't Olive there for everybody? Just oh, the, when just, she went down <gasps> to Dwayne. Yes. That got me. Yes. Yeah. Didn't have to say anything. Not a thing in those Because when he carried her up. Yes. That's what got me. I was like, I'm done. Stick a fork in me. I know. She made everybody around her a better person because they wanted to be better for her. So, but, and then they wanted to stifle that. They all came and were like, no, she's going to get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but maybe the, that. But... Maybe this, like, the, sec- the sneaky MVP is the mom because she was like, nah. Olive's got to be Olive. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yes. My MVP was initially Olive. Well, Abigail Breslin. But Mm. I just thought the entire cast, I thought they worked so well together. That scene, like like I said, that scene made me tear up. And then in the end when they were dancing, like, I just thought they were all very, I believed that they were a family and they were... Like they acted like a real family. Like I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, they were fighting, but like normal. You know, it wasn't like they exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and they then Adam get... told me I I did also forget to put in my positives. Dwayne. Yeah, I yeah. love him, but Adam told me that that's me when I'm mad. Like um, not talking. No, when he got out of the car and screamed, and then. <laughs> said all of me a lot of mean things and then yes. had to go back and say yeah sorry that is me um he Dwayne looks like also who, who I would have dated and who I did date in college he, he, in high school yeah Dwayne um, is just sad white boy yeah who among us um but yeah I just thought the cat and that they're all their acting was really good I also loved that scene where Dwayne ran out of the car when the mom went down there I was Hoping they were gonna let her fall, they did get. Yeah. They did let her get a little slip in there. But sometimes in the movies, they be running down these hills like no problem. And that so looked like, like that. a really difficult hill. I yeah. think, I think Abigail Breslin had trouble getting down that hill in those cowboy boots. Yeah, those were cowboy they cut boots. It at one point, and then when he picked her up going back up, I well, think she really actually needed that. Yeah. Remember y'all? Y'all experienced that in California. No, the side not of a y'all, road. baby. I didn't go down that. I didn't go somebody, down that. Somebody took cliff. a bit of a tumble. 
I don't know that I could get back up. (laughs) Somebody knew their their boundaries and somebody didn't. (laughs) True. True. Mine, my honorable mention, of course, because it's the reason that you picked this movie was Alan Arkin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. I, it is like the great cast. And also, I like as we were talking and thinking through it, the mom, great. But my real one is the same. It's Olive. I mean, she hugs her brother. She eats the ice cream. She sees the uh. other girls. When she and asked still is the like, Miss California if she eats ice cream. Yeah. Yes. And Miss California was like, yes. And you know, man, I was so mad. I Luckily, I do have ice cream because I went to the grocery store. I made my run and I didn't put ice cream on there. And it's not because, oh, getting like bathing suit ready. It was because it was in my mind, it was either the, the ice cream or the cake, and I was like, oh, they got the German chocolate cake and the caramel Ooh, cake. And okay. I, I went with the cake instead of the ice cream. But I do got I do have a little, like, strawberry ice cream thing going on there. But it just made, yeah, just, you're allowed to, all of that. And then she sees the girls and their, you know, and their like, thing. And, and she still goes out there and just does her, her really? thing. Yeah, and she was just the hypocrisy of everybody else. They were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this." And meanwhile, they're being way more sexual than exactly. even you know, like she's doing a burlesque dance, but she's not like it, yeah, all of that. Man, it's just wild, just wild. The first time I saw her dance, I was just—I mean, I let out a scream and and just enjoyed. The, everybody was their best selves around Olive. Yeah. I mean, her, Olive, like, I didn't do burlesque, but it did remind me of my cat in the hat days. <laughs> Pre, before I knew who Fosse was. Fosse was. Doing Fosse. You were doing Fosse. I was doing Fosse. <laughs> yes, you were. Okay, recasting. I did not do one. I did, did one. I did. There, I did do. Even one. though we already mentioned that there's. there's this wouldn't happen, but I did do one. So for Cheryl, I have Rosario Dawson because mm-hmm. she's great. For Richard, who I I refer to as Dick in this, I have John David Washington. Okay. For he can Frank, be a Dick, I'm sure. Uh huh. For Frank, I have William Jackson Harper. He was in The Good Place. Cheaty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Oh and it, yes. Instead <gasps> instead of Edwin, I went with Edwina and have Alfrey Woodard as the Alan Arkin character. Yeah, good. Because I thought she would be fantastic <laughs> as that. So yeah, that was my recasting. So we are to Tasties. So the production crew made sure that Abigail Breslin really was listening to music and it must have been really loud and not hearing Alan Arkin's profanity laced scenes. Aww. Every time he was going off like that, she had on the headphones. Oh wow. So, so then mm-hmm. when, but then she saw the movie and then she saw heard what he really said. It was like Yeah, yeah. but she was older then. Yeah. Uh, you said all the other pageant girls were real. 
The, his heroin was crushed up vitamin B, mm. which, oh. which uh, if you didn't crush it up properly, I am told, that could do real damage to your nasal cavities to, to be um, snorting things that aren't crushed up properly. Well, you always told us never to snort things because it would like yes, mess I up. Did. Yes, like, I you did. Like you were like like the sinus medicines yes. and stuff. That's so right. remember what my doctor prescribed me a sinus thing, and I was terrified. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna no, my ma said no. <laughs> I'm telling the doctor this. He's like, what? Well, I got addicted to the Vicks nasal. I had I had a lot of nasal issues, and so I was using it far more frequently than you were supposed to. But then the army just hit you with a hammer, and you were fine. That's right. Uh, well, they coated my nose with cocaine first, so you know. <laughs> um, it took five years to make this due to money constraints. Mm. This uh-huh. had a really, I mean, a really low budget for. Um, a motion picture at this time. Mm-hmm. Well, this was the the Michael Arndt. He was the writer, and he wrote it very quickly. And he was just gonna make it by himself. It was just a shoestring, you know, used car kind of budget. Just get a camcorder and make it himself. And lucky for him, he happened to. It's all about who you know. He happened to know two producers, and he gave the script to them. And then they were like, oh, no, this is kind of what I forget what they had done. But they had done like another like kind of big movie. Um, but like big indie kind of movie. And then they wanted to do it. And then the movie got put in what's called turnaround because then they're like, oh, we're going to do it. And then they soured on it. And then one of the producers ended up buying the film back. And then he was the one that ended up putting the eight million dollars for the budget to go make it so then they were able to go make it but eight million dollars is sounds like a lot of money but not it's a lot for a film. not for a <laughs> film exactly and so then they ended up making that and went to sundance and then they got were able to get the distribution um sun fox searchlight ended up buying it for 10.5 million dollars and 10 percent gross revenues so then they got like nice back end deal for that and it ended up going on to make 101 million dollars at the box office outstanding yeah but that kind of says like because we were talking about steve carell and when you look at his imdb of when the movie comes out and this that's where because it took so long for them to make it i think the the script was written in 2000 like may of 2000 when he did like the first draft of it so that just let you have an idea of how long these things can take. What else, Ma? Um, those were my tasties. So I have that it had four Oscar nominations. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress. Abigail Breslin was nominated for Aww. Best Supporting Actress. And then it won Best Original Screenplay and Aww. Best Supporting Actor, Alan Arkin. Aww. He won. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Um, Frank was originally written for Bill Murray. Yes. And then the studio pressured and they really wanted Robin Williams. And then that's where we're getting in like Steve Carell. And he met with the directors and they were, they were so like just on the same vibes, if you will. 
And um, but that's what we, we yeah. had been talked about that everybody was, was worried. Yeah, but at the time they were worried that he wasn't a big enough star and didn't have enough acting experience. And by the time the film came out, he had already been an anchor man and Bruce Almighty and all this. Everybody like, thank God we got him in when we did. Yeah, exactly. Forty exactly. year old virgin was his breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that, that was, was his that like was that I'm was sure his. That doesn't hold up. Well, that was his leading man, but like. Anchorman Ron Burgundy. Like, mm-hmm. He wasn't the Anchorman, but that was big. And I remember him from Anchorman and, and also Bruce Almighty of being like, oh my gosh, look at the Daily Show guy. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Originally in the script, it was a road trip because Michael Arndt, he grew up around the same area that we came from, the DMV. I think he graduated from Langley or like oh, he was really? around. Yeah, his dad was in the foreign services. So he, you know, bounced around all these different international places. And then, you know, like that was kind of his home base. So in the script, it was originally a road trip from Maryland to Florida. Mm-hmm. But because of budget reasons, it was changed to the Southwest. Um, and the screenwriter, Art, he had read a newspaper where Arnold Schwarzenegger was talking to high school students and said, quote, if there's one thing in this world I hate, it's losers. I despise them. Um. <laughs> and then Art said, quote, <clears throat> and I thought there's something so wrong with that attitude. I wanted to uh, I t- attack the idea that in life you're going up or you're going down. So to a right. degree, a child beauty pageant is the epitome of the ultimate stupid, meaningless competition people put uh-huh. themselves through. Mm-hmm. Wow. Put their yeah. children through for their own... <laughs> And That's li- just a personal opinion. Little Miss Sunshine, the musical, um, in 2013, it was off Broadway, and in 2019, it was off West End. So there was an the adaptation. The gas station? That's in Santa Clarita. And it was funny because I'm watching this, and I'm like, that gas station? Like, that seems like Santa Clarita. But it's also, like, very Southwest. But I yeah. thought... Sign that said Valencia, and so in reading it, but then Teeny, here's the thing this is one of my favorite tasty titties of all time because I'm watching this and I'm like, because Ma's going like, oh, Redondo Beach, Redondo Beach, and I'm like, that doesn't that wasn't Redondo Beach, was it? It wasn't that it was that to me, it wasn't Redondo Beach. To me, it was why does it look so familiar if it's Redondo Beach? Because I'm I've been to Redondo Beach, but not. But only like one time, so yeah. it wouldn't like scream. Was it Oxnard? It was. <gasps> it was the crown. That hotel was the Crown Plaza Hotel in Venice. That's where we stayed. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That it was where we stayed. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Because the whole time just, that was like, just anniversary. That uh, like something popped up from like I think it was 2017. Yes, because there's a beach that I go to, and I can see it down the coastline. And I, I have stayed there. If I'm like my, I had a birthday weekend one time, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stay because yeah. they came out. My brother and Christine came out, and they stayed there. And I'm like, oh, this is right next to a beach, the like my main beach that I go to. So one time when we weren't at the beach back east for my birthday, I was like, I'm gonna go and like stay there. And that's 
that's where they filmed it. The whole time that's I'm looking funny. at it, I'm like, oh, that's, that's crazy. That looks like Ventura. Like, but okay, maybe it's just. And then I saw a little tidbit that said it was Ventura, and then I had to do more digging. And then it was like, no, it was the the Crown Plaza Hotel. I'm like, I've stayed there. They've stayed oh, there. Oh my god! Wow, that was this time in 2017. Yeah. Mhm. I love it. Because I think for my birthday, 2017. No, it wasn't 2017. It was 2019 that I that I stayed there for my birthday. I was like, oh, I'm going to stay out there for my birthday. Because I have visited you all there. And I looked down and I'm like, that's the beach that I go to. Mm-hmm. What? It was a very Spider-Man point. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go there. And yep. Uh, I, I just knew it. Especially, I'm like, I don't know. Like, why does this look familiar? But that's been happening to me a lot now. With just looking in the background. And I'm like, I know exactly what that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so many things. But that, that's that SoCal life. Hollywood, baby. Yeah. You're an old timer now. Mm-hmm. Other tasties? I mean, that's it. That's all I have. Yeah. I, um, it, it has aged well, I feel it like. It has. It's still, like, I hadn't watched this movie in many, many years. And it was still so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, like it could have gotten real mushy, and but but they kept the comedy and the sarcasm in there, and even um, when like Dwayne had his breakdown, and then he apologized, and Mom was just like, "All right, get in the car." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, One negative I had was a car trip within a skirt. That makes no sense to me, but well, some people like to yeah yeah. And no air conditioning, you can get a little, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, so. she she obviously didn't have those. Like, she was obviously a skirt wearer, and and didn't have the thing where she puts her hands on her head when she's very hot because she does not want to be touched. Like that's that's where she's coming from. But I understand that. I didn't take it personally. You just don't sweat. And you are a different, like those Snickers commercials about hunger. That's how you are about heat. It is true. It is true. She don't sweat. She gets very, meanwhile, me and my dad are just like, we're fine. Yeah. Feed us, but we're just, <laughs> remember? Like, that was when you guys were staying at that place. We went to that tiki bar and my brother rushed me out. He was like, oh, get out. Because I was just pouring sweat and he thought I was dying. Uh. And I was like, what? what? And about, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. And he's like, you're pouring sweat. And I'm like, this is what we do. <laughs> this is this is how I operate. I'm, if, I was, if I was a man, I would just be wearing cargo pants and have a towel. And just have a sweat towel. But I'm a lady. And so I just allow, I just glisten. So this has been Little Miss Sunshine. Next week we are doing. Well, we're I'm my movie changed. Oh, uh, why? I like getting because... into Teeny's mind. Well, just because. I like right. it just I remember... because. 
because I, I said so. Movie. Because I didn't feel great about my other choice. It was just Understood. a choice. Well, I do. It's a good movie. We should do it sometime. But I was going to do Aquila and the Bee, which was also 2006. Ah, Outstanding movie with Kiki Palmer, very young Kiki Palmer. Palmer. But we're not doing that, so maybe another time. We're going back to 1999. (gasps) Oh, wow. The elevator, 1999. Let's go crazy. I always think of Prince in 1999. Director Sam Mendes. Oh, American Beauty. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I have, oh my God. because I have wondered how this is I was obsessed with this movie. I, was, I don't right? even remember that now. I'm like, going to need to watch it a couple times because there's so much I rem- going on. Because I was on. a freshman in film school when this movie came out, and I remember watching it, and I am very curious and the, how the intervening years, how this is aged. There's so much here. I mean, we have, I mean, first off the bat, you have Kevin Spacey and just yes, all of that. Which is, then there's all that issue. There's all of that with Kevin's, and then the storyline within it with his character and who he is attracted to and all of that. I am very and the curious. the neighbor is, um, who's the guy? I love him. Sam, something Peter Cooper, Gallagher, Wes Bentley, Cooper was them the the neighbor. Chris Cooper, yeah, Chris Cooper, and and the bag when I see a plastic bag, I know, I, know. I yes, I think because about it every time, me too. And this movie, I remember when this and movie came canon? out, it was just like it was put in the canon. Everybody was just like, this is it. And now it's one of those things where I hear people talking about it and they're kind of like, is this? So I, I know. Yeah. The plot is Lester Burnham is a gamefully employed suburban husband and father. Fed up with his boring, stagnant existence, he quits his job and decides to reinvent himself as a pot-smoking, responsibility-shirking teenager. What follows is at once cynical, hysterical, and eventually tragically uplifting. I'm sure we're going to get into it, but just to paint the picture, like the Kevin Spacey that we know now is not the Kevin Spacey of 1999. In 1999, Kevin Kevin Spacey was... He was one of our faves. Yes, he was... He was... He was like Brian... um, Is it Cranston, you know? Brian Cranston, yeah. Yeah, how it was just... he. Oh, put him in the pantheon next to De Niro. He's the American. Oh my God. Next. I didn't know he's going through a sexual. Oh, yeah. Oh, you oh. didn't? No. Oh, yeah. It's Ooh. been a while. Like, he's he's kind of been uh, the, like, and now oh. he's just getting to trial. Yeah. The Me Too movement. Yeah. Well, we already know who's an LBP candidate, I guess. Yeah. But that's why it's so fascinating. Even when Teeny doesn't know it, Teeny picks bangers. Yeah. <laughs> so it won't be next week, but it'll be the week after. So you have plenty of time to watch it twice. Not mm. even the week after. So it won't be that. We have three weeks to watch this movie many times as you want. Do, will we even have it? I mean, do you we have a- it? We might have six weeks to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. This might I be think, your summer assignment. This might be our summer vacation coming up. Uh, I think we can. I think we can do it on Sunday the sixth. Okay. The, the sixth. The next week is when I'm 
We I'm are all together. Back there. Yeah. For two more weeks. So if everybody's um, here the sixth. Yeah. And I'm going to need that much time because I'm going to have to watch it at least twice. Once to do notes and and then once to just watch it. So, I mean, we have to say it, but so then that means, so the 22nd, but then like the 28th. So happy birthday to my brother. Mm-hmm. We have because, a package ready for Bushwick Post tomorrow. I mean, because even though it is, I look at it, some people would say, but not me. I say that the date today is July 15th. It makes me know that in less than a month we'll be at the beach and I will leave it at that. Yeah. Do not offend anyone. The one time we have gone <laughs> to the beach to celebrate Aaron's birthday for freaking ever. And the one time that I went, you know what? We're going in July for Adam. Uh-huh. <laughs> they got COVID. Both of them got COVID. No, so. that wasn't when they got COVID. They couldn't. It was the pandemic. Oh, it was because oh, yeah. of the, yeah. And they we couldn't, couldn't come because we were going to have to quarantine yeah. for 14 days. Couldn't and we got take that. the quarantine. And time. some people don't work from home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's luckily true. some people do, which means that they are very uh, accommodating to other people's, to and everyone some else. Some people don't work at all. Yeah, some people don't work at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, that's really where your ire needs to go. But some people, you know what? I'll put this on wax because if some people ever, you know, I don't know, win the Powerball, some people won't ever have to worry about things. And that some people is um, limited to those people I am physically seeing on this. (laughs) Physically seeing right now on this. That is the cutoff. If you are not on this. And well, your spouse. Sorry, Adam. Is, see yeah, exactly. And the spouse. Here is you who see I fit. see and the spouse of who I see. <laughs> Everyone else? Yay. Hey, I tried to uh, I'll set Jersey up a mailbox. One, but that didn't work. Okay, listeners, this has been Little Miss Sunshine. The next time we are together, we are doing American, American Beauty. Beauty. American Beauty. <laughs> okay, listeners. There you go. Stay cool. Bye-bye.